This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. Alright folks, hey, welcome back. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into your AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone at any time. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the com- comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, this segment is brought to you by San Diego County Gun Owners for less than $10, well, $10 a month. You can join sdcgo.org. That's sdcgo.org. Why would you join it? Because you could help keep those terrible gun laws in check. And another great thing about joining San Diego County Gun Owners is Joe Germisi. He's the blogger, and he puts stories in every week. What's the topic this week, my friend? Well, and speaking of terrible gun laws, that's uh, where we went this week. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier at the top of the first hour. And um, we were talking about a law in New York uh, where the city was was regulating, I guess, uh, how gun owners could transport their guns. And they have, uh, in New York City, they had something called a, a premises permit that you would get. And if you were a gun owner, that permitted you to own a gun on your premises. The problem is you couldn't transport the gun anywhere. You were restricted to going to one of uh, seven, I believe, approved um, ranges in the city. That's where you have to. Tra- that's where you could go. Uh, people that had, say, a second home, if you had a cabin up in the woods or something, you were prohibited from transporting your gun there. So what happened was the the New York uh, Rifle and Pistol Association challenged that law and took it to court and the lower courts actually ruled in favor of the city on that one. So they appealed it to the Supreme court. And in January of this year, the Supreme court decided to hear the case. What was funny about it is that the, um, once the Supreme court said that, okay, we'll hear the case. Then the gun control people panicked on that and they pressured the city of New York to rescind the law because they were afraid if they got an unfavorable rating, uh, the Supreme Court, not a rating, but a ruling from the Supreme Court, they might rule actually in favor of the Second Amendment and of the citizens. So New York changed the law. They said, okay, okay, you can you can uh, transport your, your firearms now. So they made the argument that, okay, it's not a problem anymore, therefore you can drop the case, then the, the case is moot, I guess, and uh, the Supreme Court doesn't need to hear it. And the Supreme Court uh, decided, no, we're, we're going to need to hear that anyway. So that's where they're going now. And they started, I think Michael mentioned, they had uh, they started arguments this week uh, listening to that. So we'll see where they rule on that. 
And one of the things uh, you know that I wrote about this week, uh, when I first uh, started the blog, when we first started writing, I think it was the eighth blog article, like in 2017, uh, why I had written about not depending on the Supreme Court to defend our Second Amendment rights, because there, you know, a lot of times they don't, uh, they don't really rule on Second Amendment cases, or they pass on Second Amendment cases, or when they do rule, sometimes the rulings are are kind of weak. And my opinion at the time was that, you know, it's not a good strategy. I mean, it's okay to have the courts there, but we really shouldn't depend on that. And now I've been rethinking a little bit. And one of the reasons I'm rethinking it, it's it's still, and if you look in the article, there's a a number of links to different uh, sources here for the information. But the, the reason I'm rethinking it now is that there's such a plethora of of anti-Second Amendment, anti-gun laws. And, you know, the country as a whole isn't so bad. It's in the oppressive states. It's in places like California, New York, New Jersey, where they've come up with with these kinds of uh, laws. And I think any rational adult could look at this law and say, you know, that that has nothing to do with, with, um, with reducing crime or increasing public safety. It has everything to do with harassing legal law-abiding gun owners. And that's really what these laws are. And my thinking now is that it's time that the Supreme Court looks at this and, and finally rules and says, you know what, you can't, all of these laws infringe on the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment's a real right. It's really part of the Constitution. It's not a second-class right or anything like that. And, um, you know, it needs to be upheld. So I'm thinking now that that depending more on the Supreme Court for getting involved in doing these things maybe isn't such a bad uh, idea. So reading your article, and if, if you want to, listeners, if you want to read the article, go to San Diego County Gun Owners.com and uh, just click on the blog button, San Diego County Gun Owners.com and click blog. It, I actually had, I had a conversation with one of our one of our first members, actually, he's probably listening right now, and he was uh, a police officer, and then he went to law school, and now he's a practicing attorney. And as a hobby, he used to have like old trade magazines. He'd find old trade magazines for uh, private investigators and cops, that sort of thing. And he was just, just kind of collected it and he'd you know read the articles, that sort of thing. And he was telling me, you know, the Fourth Amendment, it took over a decade and multiple court cases to really uh, kind of flesh out the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment is the, you know, um, unreasonable search and seizure, that sort of thing. And he said that there are all these articles in these old cop magazines that basically said, here's how you get around the Fourth Amendment. You know, and, and, and it was very public, you know, here's here's how you, you know, ask this guy to do this and then do a dance and whatever. And then, boom, you can take anything you want. And your people's rights are being violated or left or right. And it took a couple of decades and it took a number of court cases to really solidify what the Fourth Amendment is, uh, uh, you know, what it means, what it what it's actually protecting. And he says, this is what's going on with the Second Amendment right now. That's what we're witnessing. No, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the things that's really encouraging right now is uh, we were mentioning earlier that the, you know, the gun control people got kind of panicky when they saw where this was going toward the Supreme Court. The other thing that was extremely unusual that happened when the Supreme Court uh, decided they were going to hear this is liberal senators. And you would recognize the names. It was Kristen uh, Gillibrand. It was uh, all the usual suspects actually threatened the court. And they actually they wrote a letter saying that the court was um, was uh, not well, I think is how they phrased it. And they said if the court didn't heal itself and get well, maybe it needed to be restructured. The threat being that these senators 
were threatening to maybe expand the court and expand would be translated into loading it with with liberal uh, justices. And that's an extremely unusual thing. So, you know, there's uh, there's some panic in the air, I think, on the uh, on the gun control force side. I suppose because of this, so it'll be um, it'll be good to see how they they rule on this. I'm hoping that that they take that that look at it because uh, as I think Michael was saying earlier, you uh, did you watch that or you read the transcript of? I the listened argument? to a little bit of it. And I read it, but I listened to a little bit of it as well. But you were saying the justices were were pretty quiet, and I know Justice uh, Gors- Gorsuch, I guess, was the one that that actually pushed that wanted to hear this. And it's interesting because you brought up the point: are they quiet because they've already made up their minds, or is there some other reason? And you know, I would hope that that the reason is that they think it's time to actually make a ruling on this kind of stuff because it's been, like we were saying earlier, since two thousand and eight that they've yeah. actually uh, looked at a solid Second Amendment case. Well, but here's what's scary: uh, the so Gorsuch and and uh, Thomas, uh, who's very pro Second Amendment. Thomas used to weigh in on cases that had absolutely nothing to do with guns and say, hey, when are we going to start talking about guns? Um, but uh, here's what's scary is that they are very de- – the reason they're so pro-Second Amendment is because they're so pro-Constitution. Uh, you know, they're originalists. So the scary part is would they look at this and go, hey, I, I do think that the Constitution uh, would, would mean for this to be moot. Therefore, I'm going to continue to side with the Constitution and say, hey – I believe in the right to keep and bear arms, but this case is moot. That's 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 a that's a that's scary, and I, I know it's going to come out in June. We're going to have some kind of decision in June, but until then, that's a real possibility. Yeah, and they could have they could have gone that way. I think now because one of the things you know, I would hope that we get justices on there that are going to rule on the Constitution, and you know, they're not always going to rule in a way that I would say agree with. But most of the time, I would probably agree with them. I, I would rather have them ruling on on their knowledge of the constitution and trying to be in line with that than to have them ruling uh, politically, either left or right. Yeah. You know, I, I would rather see them rule honestly. Yeah. Hopefully that's what we'll get. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, but we're coming back right here on gun sports radio. Don't forget to mark your calendar. Come on out to Del Mar for the gun show. We'll be there from one to five broadcasting live. You won't be able to miss us. Just look for the, all the fun going on in the corner of the building. Right here on FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Listen to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key converts any mil spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications. And now turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's CaliKey.com. And from a beautiful kitchen remodel, a room addition, or build your dream home, TDT Construction does it all. Don't overpay. Give TDT Construction a call today. 
619-448-2353, or just go to their website at tdtbill.com, tdtbill.com, and don't forget, A-plus rated with a BBB. John Groff is a great private individual that can give you CCW training on a one-on-one basis. John Groff has been providing individual CCW training classes for first-timers and people uh, renewing their permits for years. John can arrange a time to fit your schedule and an affordable price, calming professional demeanor. Just give John a call at 619-933-4368. That's 619-933-4368. Or just take a spin down to the gun range San Diego and most likely he will be there. All right, we have a special guest on the line, and it's from the U.S. Law Shields, right? That's who she's from. Emily Taylor, are you on the line? I'm here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, or our pleasure. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How about y'all? So, are we going to talk about uh, cooking recipes, or are we going to talk guns? <laughs> well, um, preferably guns. I think I'm better with guns than I am with cooking. Now, Eileen's really good with the cooking stuff. So, Emily, we appreciate you calling in. And and so, uh, Emily is a uh, an attorney with U.S. Law Shield, and she's kind enough to call in tonight. And and just uh, we thought we'd give people maybe kind of a, a brief rundown of what's going to happen if, uh, gosh forbid, you have to protect yourself in California, either with a, a baseball bat or, or maybe even a firearm. So, Emily, what typically happens then with one of your uh, members uh, when, you know, the incident happens uh, and then they they call into U.S. Law Shield? And what's been your experience? Yeah, sure thing. So there's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week attorney-answered emergency hotline. Um, And this is probably, um, I would say, the worst part of my job, but the best part of U.S. Law Shield's program, because it's actually lawyers carrying around a phone every hour of the day. It rings in the middle of the night. It's you know, you, you can't go to the movies. You can't be in a loud restaurant. I mean, it's, it's very, very serious. Um, and, of course, when it rings, it sends your adrenaline through the roof. But when it rings, it's, okay, what did you do? What happened? Are you in a private place? Tell me about it. Let's get your statement prepared now while law enforcement's on the way. And then, of course, um, you know, uh, each attorney is going to make a decision about whether or not it's wise to have an attorney on the scene or whether or not it might be more easily handled without. Um, For instance, my personal calls tend to be if there wasn't a bullet in a body, um, I think it's easiest to handle with an attorney by phone so that police officers don't get um, uh, irritable, as they do sometimes when attorneys start showing up and waltzing around the scene. Sure. Um, And then you take it from there. It is, um, it's a fantastic program. You know, I've been, I've been answering that emergency line for over five years now. And it's, um, you know, for I would say 85 to 90 percent of the calls, we can get them resolved um, without arrest just with handling that statement on scene. So that high, really? Benefit. That's it is extremely high. Wow, that's yeah, that's really impressive. And then what about just um, uh, uh, someone prepping themselves? You know, before it happens, and um, you know, because when someone calls 911, I mean, don't they use that as their first statement? Um, yeah. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. So, you know, we suggest just having a couple of things drilled into your head. Um, You know, the first thing being when you call 911, uh, you don't give them any information. I mean, nothing apart from what's 
absolutely necessary, which is who you are, where you are, what you're wearing, and um, only the briefest description of what's happened. For example, um, I've been the victim of a home invasion or uh, someone tried to run me over with their car or something that is um, the situation that placed you in your situation of victimhood, not I just shot a guy because of X, um, because right. that's what we don't want um, the officers to have framed in their mind when they're heading to the scene. You ask for police, you ask for medical, um, and then once they get there, you have hung up the phone, 911. Hopefully, if you're a member of law, you've called the emergency hotline, you've spoken with your lawyer, and you are ready at that point to start giving a more cooperative statement. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've, I've heard uh, 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 attorneys say in the past that uh, the, to bring that uh, point up when they when they call that they've been a victim, they've been a victim of a home invasion or whatever the case may be. And, and exactly not saying, you know, I, I shot somebody. So. Yeah. And you know, there's a couple things to that. I mean, the first thing is um, it's just flat unpleasant when an officer is rolling out to shots fired and you're the perpetrator, even if at the end of the day, they find out that you shot because you were the victim of something, mm-hmm. you are going to be thrown to the ground. You're going to be handcuffed. It's going to be very, very unpleasant. Not just that, but when they get to the scene and they already have in your mind, in their mind that you did something violent, you know, it's our experience that that frames everything they do from there. Whereas if they get to the scene with the, um, you know, with the perspective that Emily is the victim of a blank, and then they found out I had to defend myself, it's still coloring their investigation, which is exactly what we want. I always thought that the worst uh, defensive statement I've ever heard somebody make after a shooting was, I shot the sheriff, I didn't shoot the deputy. Not quite sure that person (laughs) had... Legal counsel, which is anyway, Emily, I just saw that you are the uh, attorney of the year by the American Council of Second Amendment Lawyers. Congratulations. That's very, very cool. Um, My question is, I didn't know there was an American Association of uh, Second Amendment Lawyers. It it feels like this is a growing part of of the attorney industry, you know, the Second Amendment uh, defense for, for gun owners, that sort of thing. What do you attribute that to, or, or is it growing? It feels like it is, and, and if, if so, what do you attribute it to? It is, but, you know, it's kind of a sad thing, um, because I think the reason that we are having to grow, organize, um, get together to educate lawyers on all aspects of, um, you know, not just defensive and weapons law, but also constitutional laws, because the Second Amendment is increasingly under attack in many, many states. Um, and that really is... Um, it's unfortunate, um, but it's something that has really pushed a lot of us into gear. You know, bear in mind that uh, when you look at state legislatures, even in very red states, the most organized groups, not just attorneys, but groups, period, um, they aren't your pro-Second Amendment groups. They're your Bombs Demand Action, your Town for Gun Safety. Um, they're well-funded, well-organized, and they are out doing us even in very traditionally pro-gun states like here in Texas, it is, um, we're seeing a shocking transformation. Well, and the reason I ask that is I think a lot of people think, well, gee, I'm, I, I'm just not going to leave the house with my gun. I'm going to keep my gun in, the, in, my, in my safe and nothing bad is ever going to happen to me. But uh, this stuff happens. I hear it all the time. I'm not an attorney, but our organization, we get uh, requests for attorneys 
fairly frequently um, because this stuff happens. And what it what it usually is is some kind of uh, you know somebody had a medical emergency and the cops happen to show up and up oh, there you know something else. You know what I mean? It's it's never a direct like, hey, we're coming for your guns. Uh, it, it 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 usually appears to be some other thing happening in your life, and lo and behold, they figure out that. You know, there's a gun there that uh, they didn't like the way it was locked up or they didn't like the configuration of the gun or, you know, something else is going on. And, and that's what what ends up uh, getting people uh, in trouble for something that they thought were, was probably fairly normal. So I, I really encourage people, hey, this is, you know, this is this might happen to you. This is a realistic thing. There are entire societies and, and industries and careers being built on the fact that they're enforcing these horrible laws. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, particularly, you you alluded to sort of some of these uh, red flag laws, some of these, you know, maybe there's a there's a mental health evaluation that's gone on and all of a sudden your firearms are confiscated. Um, And those are increasingly popular and increasingly frustrating because uh, at the end of the day, from an attorney standpoint, we have laws that are. I think, violative of what we call substantive due process. They're incredibly vague. You have a really hard time figuring out what does it mean to be um, dangerous? What does it mean? They're drafted in very, very wishy-washy ways, and that's intentional. That's so, um, you know, hopefully you show up to a gun-grabby judge because judges are just like you and I. They have uh, their own personal opinions, and unfortunately, those personal opinions bleed over into what should be an unbiased process. Um, you find a judge who doesn't like guns, who's more inclined than not to take them away. You give them a vague law, and boom, they're gone. Mm. Well, Emily, we appreciate you coming on the show, uh, calling in. And next time you find yourself in sunny San Diego, we sure would like to meet you in person. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, and congratulations on your award. Dad. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you for all you do. Thank you. All Thank right. you very much. Y'all take care. All right. We're going to take a quick break, folks. You're listening to FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun. Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW? Want an Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state CCW? Well, visit ccwusa.com. They offer small class sizes, expert instruction to fit your schedule, and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes and one Friday class. You need to check these guys out. Next class coming up is December the 21st, 8 a.m., private lessons, too, all to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply the 13th of December as well. And more. Just go to ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. Have you ever been to A.O. Sword Firearms in Elkhorn? Holy moly, they got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns as well. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms Store, located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. 
go to their website at aosword.com or you can call them at 619-749-4867 that's 749-4867 you can build buy or repair ao sword firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms that's aosword.com give them a call at 619-749-4867 and make sure you thank them for supporting gun sports radio and with that being said, Mr. David Chong is on the line. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Just kicking chickens. How about you? Uh, we just picked up another 50-gun uh, lot of used guns, mostly uh, surplus stuff, and that'll be hitting the floor this week. That's pretty exciting. That's exciting. Congratulations. What is it? Yeah, what is it? What are they? Uh, well, too many to list individually, but uh, a lot of World War II U.S. stuff, oh. uh, Russian stuff from World War One and Two, uh, a ton of uh, sporting shotguns, field sh- field shotguns. Um, one um, M12 uh, uh, tre- trench gun. Hmm. Uh, oh. shotgun. really? Yeah, good, good stuff. I have a what's my well, you've seen my shotgun. It's a twelve hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you got a, a legit Circa or World War II Circa Model 12? That's correct. That's awesome. So, you, yeah. yeah, so you do a lot in vintage guns as well as new guns. Absolutely, yeah. We uh, we have an entire case just devoted to uh, collectible oh, World War II era pistols, 1911s, um, uh, all the way back to the 1800s, uh, single action armies, uh, Remingtons. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're if you're an old pistolero, you'd love that. Case. Uh, I'm not going anywhere near your place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already buying M M&M, and M uh, store mannequins right now. You're next. M M&M. and M. Right on. And what's right cool on. is he's. I mean, it, for all intents, you're an AR shop, and you still have all these really cool. I mean, what a what a broad variety. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, yes, sure. We we do absolutely have. Uh, I, I believe it to be the the largest selection of AR components uh, around. Uh, Forty four individual uh, barrel types that'll fit on your AR on the wall. Um, that's more than most websites I've, that I know of. Uh, but but really, that's just one corner of the shop. We we love our surplus guns. Of course, as uh, gunsmiths. Uh, we got to support everything, and, and my my interests run towards the the vintage collectible pistols, uh, um, revolvers, and 1911s. Um, I'm also big into CZs and so forth, but uh, I don't want to get distracted. I, got, I wanted to tell you guys uh, something that has really been surprising our customers lately, and that's that we sell a full complement of night vision devices hmm. uh, specifically for mounting on rifles and when they see when they see that in the case a lot of people ask us what well, hey wait a minute i thought night vision is all illegal in california it's actually a it's a widespread misconception uh, there's only a few uh, sticky circumstances where you can get in trouble for night vision on your guns first of all um most night vision devices are not going to be allowed for taking game either uh, for hunting or for uh, varmint or pest control. Uh, you'd have to consult the Department of Fish and Game for that, but my understanding is pretty much all night vision and even some uh, white light hunting techniques are not legal for uh, taking, and they list it all. The, the, the statute says, uh, uh, or excuse me, the regulation says fish, 
birds, mammals, and non-game animals. You wait, you can't use night vision to shoot a fish? <laughs> that, that's what it says. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. That, yeah. I guess I, my whole weekend's wide open now. I didn't, I, <laughs> I, I didn't see anything about dynamite. That might be in another section. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you can have it perfectly legal for you to have it mounted to your AR or your uh, long gun or, or whatever it might be. Uh, heck, you could put it on a pistol if you want. The, 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 the key is uh, just about any passive IR scope that doesn't have a, a projected illuminator either on it or associated with it on the same gun, uh, that's going to be okay. Or if it is an active scope that does have an illuminator, it can't have magnification. Um, uh, so, so you're limited to like what? Like a, is that an EOTech? What, what, what do you for for the for the layman out there like like me? What uh, what, what does that limit you to? to uh, it's it's almost unlimited. Uh, there there's two main categories you're going to fall into. One is uh, infrared, and that's going to pick up heat signatures. The other one is night vision uh, light illumination, and that's more like what you see in the military uh, where you're, you're picking up the uh, ambient light in the background and just uh, uh, intensifying that, also called light intensifiers. Um, you've all seen the movies where you got guys in black and green running around uh, like a video game. That's what uh, light intensification looks like. And they're useful for different purposes. Um, with light intensification, you're just taking whatever you can see with your visible eye and uh, boosting it. Um, so you can see uh, into houses. You can. It basically looks like daytime, just kind of in black and white, uh, or or green and black, as the case may be. Um, if, uh, if, if the green bothers you, there's, there's new technology, uh, 10 years or so, called uh, white phosphorus. And instead of seeing things in green and black, it's actually in black and white. The, uh, the disadvantage is you can only see what your eye could see anyway. Uh, so, for example, if, a, if you had a person or an animal or something hiding in a bush... Uh, if they were well camouflaged in, during the day, then they would be equally well camouflaged at night. However, with infrared, you can actually see their heat signature uh, shining through the, the branches of the tree or the bush. You can also see interesting things like, uh, no kidding, with today's technology, about two grand buys you an um, a infrared uh, scope that will literally see footprints on the ground. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, or, like, or you can uh, look... Like Sicario, right? The movie? Wasn't that... A lot like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can see footprint. Uh, uh, I've, I've done it for giggles with a uh, uh, company before over at my house. Say, hey, look, go, go walk around the patio and then uh, put it in the scope. And like, hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all legal. And okay, well, I just put a big number out there, $2,000. Yeah, you can... Some of these things start at about a thousand for the for the quality ones. You can get toys cheaper than that for, but for the things that are actually useful for uh, duty use or uh, home defense or uh, in bad case of a bunch of bad guys, you uh, you 
you'd want to start at about a thousand dollars, and sky's the limit. But but from a practical standpoint, they can go up to about two, three, even five thousand dollars. Now, gosh, nobody has that kind of money. But wait a minute, we have customer after customer who has built ten, fifteen AR-15s, AKs, Tavors, whatever but they don't want to buy one of these scopes. If they just had one or two less of those same kind of gun, but then had the ability to mount an infrared device on any of them or a a light intensification scope, they'd have so much more capability. And so when you think about it in terms of how many many sporting rifles do you really have, um, what's the opportunity cost to get into one of these uh, night vision devices that would absolutely open up the night for you? yeah, it's it, it, it's a. I think it's a good value proposition. So you can just put this on, like, say you have an AR with a with a Picatinny rail. You just you just slap it right on, just like any other uh, optics, or sure. With and that that's also uh, with newer technologies in the past five ten years. Uh, there's a lot of options there. There are scopes that would either replace your scope, and, and that would be a, a nighttime uh, rifle, or you can, uh, we really like the Armasite uh, Co-Minis. These are uh, 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 light intensifiers that clip in front of whatever scope you have on the rifle already. I love putting those in front of a 1 to 6 variable mm-hmm. scope, 1 to 4, 1 to 6, 1 to 8, something like that, so that you can use it as a red dot at night, or you can zoom in 6, 8 power and um, really get uh, get some distance at night with uh, uh, light intensification. And that, that uses the same scope that you'd have on it during the daytime. There's also uh, day-night scopes. There are um, flip-to-side scopes. And then lastly, one of the most common, and this is an older technology, but you can just stick a, uh, you can clip on a, uh, night vision scope in back of a red dot, uh, the same place that you'd put a like a three times magnifier, one of those flip to side magnifiers. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Take the place of that, and now you have uh, night vision capability on your red dot equipped rifle. So right. a lot of different ways to do it. So now, when Laura comes into the shop, David, you know what to tell her <laughs> when she says, "What do I get Mike this year for Christmas?" Yeah, yeah. please. Right. Monica, right. And. Uh, I, I tried that, and she walked away with. Yeah. Sorry to give it away, but she walked away with a mug. So <laughs> that's excellent. That's <laughs> thank great. you very much, guys. Appreciate you. Hey, no, we appreciate everything you do and a great job. Okay, I so I have to ask. Sure. Night vision. Can yes, I, sir. Can I use it to pick up dog poop? <laughs> yes, you can, as long as it hasn't been sitting there too long. <laughs> the reason I say that is because with daylight savings time, you know, no longer, and that's yeah. in my, my marriage prenup because I don't pick up poop. So okay. when she comes home from work at night, she has a heck of a time catching it, so I might have to get her one just for that. I, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I've, I've got your angle, Dave. You, what you're going to do is you're going to say, purely out of the goodness of my heart and so that I didn't want you to step in anything bad, right. I right. bought you this scope, and every once in a while I may borrow it, but it's, it's really for you, honey. Genius. I like the way you roll. I hope Genius. she's not listening. <laughs> All right. So, so you doing anything crazy for Christmas? You know, for for that for like we talked about earlier, you know that hard to find uh, gift. I mean, have you got some pretty interesting things down there that that could solve that problem? Oh shoot! It's uh, 
uh, catch me off guard. We we do have uh, <laughs> still eight dollar for fifty round uh, nine millimeter ammo. Uh, oh, wow. that, that's that's pretty popular. Uh, that's kind of the same price you find on the online discounters. Sure. Um, we have uh, a couple of pistols that we're trying to blow out. Um, uh, our all of our custom gun packages are are. Uh, signature packages; those are on sale, and uh, um, I think that's it. A lot of people are picking up gift certificates. Well, yeah, and that's—I was just going to say—gift certificates the best way to go. That way, you don't have to worry about somebody saying, "Oh, great, that's that's just what I wanted." Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just to put it out there, there is some confusion. It, it is perfectly legal to buy a gun as a gift for a person. They just whoever's going to uh, have the gun, they need to they need to be the one that does the background check. Gotcha, Dave. Always great talking to you. Hope you uh, have a great uh, next week, and we'll be talking to you next Sunday. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. All right, folks, this is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio. Don't forget to go to gunsportsradio.com. You can download uh, podcasting, uh, old shows, all right there. And don't forget, next week we will be at Del Mar from 1 to 5. Uh, come on out and visit. We've got maybe have some swag we'll throw your way. We do. I knew you would. Hey, California assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight full bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetics modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. Excuse me, dot com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Hey, are you looking into a home mortgage interest rates? Have you seen how much they've dropped? Well, if you are looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call a local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. <clears throat> For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303. That's 619-722-1303. 1303 or go to Pine PrimeRes.com backslash Alpine. So we got who's uh, who's picking the music t- this week, man? Oh, rock and roll music's great. Our yeah, a little yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then last segment was Megadeth, little Hangar 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little known, little known. We're, of course, this is the trivia section of the show. A little, little trivia. Dave Mustaine from from Megadeth, born and raised in La Mesa, and is very pro gun. 
So there you go. Very appropriate. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. All right. So uh, we're going to do uh, uh, Stump My Nephew every week. We have Sam, are you there? Evening, gentlemen. There he is. My nephew, Sam. Uh, every week we have him on. We we get folks to write in uh, and send us questions, things they want to know about uh, anything having to do with guns. Um, and uh, if we use your question, you get a T-shirt. If you stump my nephew, you get a T-shirt and a hat. So, yeah, and so far very, very few people have been able to stump my nephew. So have you been studying? Uh, yep. All right, I think this one's kind of, I don't know, I, 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 I say this every week. Every week I say, well, this one's kind of hard, and then he nails it. So, uh, Joni from La Mesa, Joni from La Mesa writes in, and she wants to know, she uh, talks a little bit about a Colt Dragoon revolver. You've heard of a Colt Dragoon? Yep. Yep. Very, very popular, uh, used by the uh, U.S. military. She wants to know, what replaced it? Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. This is probably going to be wrong. I want to say the Colt Single Action Army, but I'm I'm not too well-versed on my Old West wheel guns. It, yeah, a little more detail. Colt Single Action Army... Um, Can you give me a year? Purple in color. <laughs> it's not purple. What? It's not purple. Don't listen to Dave. Yeah, no. Only M16s are purple. Um, <laughs> what? You don't know about that? Uh, well, whatever. Anyway. Um, uh, man, I don't know the year. I. Well, I'll give you a kin. It starts with 18. Well, yeah, I know it starts with 18. <laughs> and part of me wants to say 1851, but I know that's not right. How close was he? But very close. Well, what was it? Colt Army 1860. We'll give him partial credit. That was still, yeah, yeah. we'll give him partial well, credit. Well, you didn't know the answer, did you? I, I don't know any of these answers. Wow, well, there you go. I don't know any of these answers. It's ridiculous. I don't know any of these answers. I've actually seen a Dragoon, though. Uh, which are uh, it's kind of rare to see one of those in a collection, but I've seen one in a collection. So isn't that the one from uh, True Grit? Was did, it Maddie Ross carrying an old Colts dragoon? Oh, did she? I think that's mm. the one she shot the guy with in the river. I think <laughs> that could be. I'll have to go back and look. Only the remake, though. I like the remake. So, all right, Sam. Well, excellent job. So, did you work at the uh, shop this weekend? Yeah, I did. Would you sell? A bunch of stuff. I don't even remember all of it. Everything from like a used Smith and Wesson shield and 40 cal all the way up to like a a VZ 58, couple of ARs. So are people, I'm seeing all, there's a lot of chatter on the internet about Virginia and, you know, they've done these sanctuary (laughs) counties and cities and people are all, you know, there's a lot of hand wringing going on. Are Are you seeing more action or hearing more talk or what what what's going on there in virginia politically now that they've passed all these the talk has proposals died down a little bit i think i i gave you guys sort of the, the quick rundown on this uh this proposed law for 2020 sb16 yep um the legislators don't get into office until the 6th of january and they don't get into session until the 20th so that's when we're probably going to see the huge uptick in you know, people losing their minds about this stuff, but a bunch of counties have already been putting forward resolutions. Actually, most of the counties in the state have put forward resolutions to become Second Amendment sanctuary counties, which for those of you unaware, it means basically that any state level gun control laws 
that might pass, the county sheriffs will refuse to enforce them. Hey, Sam, have you heard any feedback back there? Are they, is that seriously what they're, they're thinking they're going to ignore the laws or they're just not going to enforce them or they're not going to cooperate? What's oh, the yeah, field? more than a dozen saying? counties in the state. We have, I think, 96 counties in the state, something like that. More than a dozen of them have already declared themselves sanctuary counties with many more to follow. The, the interesting thing about Virginia from an electoral standpoint is that there are really only a few diehard blue counties that vote Democrat in the elections. They're just so populous that Virginia has become a swing state. And so the thinking is that if all the other red counties in the state declared or most of them declared themselves sanctuary counties, then maybe the state legislature will sort of uh, rethink this draconian new piece of legislation. Well, I know what they were uh, a few weeks ago. They were there were 70. What was it? It was 23 that had passed it. Uh, 75 altogether had either passed uh, of your 95 had either passed something or were considering it in December. And I think I just saw a couple of days ago, it was, the number was up to 53 that have actually approved these ordinances. I'll just, I'll be curious to see how, how that plays out in January once the law takes. Well, that's, that's the important thing. How's it going to play out? This is not a solution, Mm -mm. you know, passing, you know, you know, whatever, uh, 50, 60 counties passing a, uh, a uh, sanctuary uh, county resolution that's not a solution but it is a fantastic launching point no and like sam was saying too if the idea that okay the legislature will look at this and say okay well may wait a minute maybe we can't do this uh is is a good is a good sign is a good thing because i just to give you like say san diego say we got the the county board of of san diego which the, the political willpower is not there to make san diego county a sanctuary uh, county, but let's say they did, and they said, "Hey, sheriff, you can no longer enforce these." We still have nine police departments. We still have the California Department of Justice. You know, it's not. It, this isn't a solution. It's a fantastic launching point. It's a great message. I, I'm glad that they're speaking up and getting vocal and getting involved. I wish they'd have done it two years ago. I wish they'd have done it one year ago. Um, but uh, it's it's. I hopefully it'll be the beginning of a of a true. Uh, political movement and true change so are people rushing to the shop and buying a bunch of stuff or is it pretty kind of kind of kind of leveled out well it was like that on the weekend immediately after the election but it has kind of leveled out now it's it's starting to get into the big holiday buying season a lot of people buying 22s for their kids interesting i want a 22 yeah i got one (laughs) neener 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 all right, buddy. Well, hey, you have a fantastic holiday season. I know we'll talk to you. Now, we probably are not going to – are we going to move him up for the gun I don't know. show? We're, you know, we're uh, we're broadcasting from the gun show next week. Um, I don't know. Let, let's, let's talk about it. See? Yeah. Yeah. Because we can squeeze him in. There you go. Because you know, we're only going to be there from 1 to 5 and Pacific we're gonna, time, and we're here 1 we're to 6. interviewing so. folks. And yeah, so we're yeah, going to be interviewing we're gonna, folks. We'd love to have you on. So if you're available next week, we'll give you a time slot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to be there. All awesome. right. All right. Then we will enjoy the rest of your uh, evening and say hi to the family and give them all big hugs from us. All right. I will. You guys have a good night. All right, buddy. All right, folks. Hey, you know, we really want to uh, just keep you abreast of the fact that you can go to uh, gunsportsradio.com. You can get podcasting. You can send us information. If you have questions, maybe you have a topic that you'd like to discuss or Maybe you're in the industry and you'd like to partner with us. Feel free to do so. But we really want to thank Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. 
San Diego County Gun Owners at sdcgo.org. TDD Construction at tdtbuilt.com. CCWUSA at ccwusa.com. U.S. Law Shields at uslawshield.com. Cali Key at calikey.com. PrimeRes.com backslash alpine.com. Cats Billing and Balance LLP. CAFirearmslaw.com. John Groff, 619-933-4368. The Gun Range San Diego at thegunrangesandiego.com. A.O. Sword Firearm Store at aosword.com. Big thanks to Lance Pelkey, Michael Schwartz, Joe Jermisi, Brendan Thomas, and Sam the Gunman. And go to gunsportsradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. Be safe, protect your family, and we'll see you next week at The Gun Show. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.